0: Well, who doesn't love a good ghost story? So for this week's episode, Natalie and I are going to do something different. We're actually going to repost one of our more popular episodes from last year, where our clubhouse members share some of their spookiest stories. So buckle in and enjoy the scary tales.
1: This is the Horse Radio Network.
0: Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us.
1: Hi, this is Natalie Keller Reiner, and you're listening to NPR. How's that? What up? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) As I ruin it.
0: You're so cute.
1: My headphones were still being weird. Now I have echo. You lost
0: me. Hang
1: on. Now I have echo. Where am I hearing it from? Oh, no. I don't hear an echo for you. Oh, my God. Like 80 people just said that.
0: It's like I'm a demon. 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 It is like you're a demon. Well, it is spooky season, so if we're recording this, then I mean, isn't that a great start
1: <laughs> okay, you're less you're not a demon. I am still a demon in my head, but that also tracks out. <laughs> How is this? Can you hear me?
0: You sound great. Okay,
1: the demons are gone. It, it works now.
0: <laughs> I have exercised <laughs> This house is
1: clear. Oh, my goodness. I feel so much better now.
0: Okay. I mean, Natalie, if this isn't a way to start off our spooky episode, I don't know what is. The demons have left the house. I
1: thought I heard a voice in my house yesterday. That's not a joke. There was no one in here, and I thought I heard a voice, and I was like, oh, no, we're not going down that road now. Like, I don't need any ghosties in my house. It's so. the
0: well of wonders in your backyard.
1: Oh, right. I, I, it's been so long since I saw it. I kind of forgot it was there. That's right. The hell mouth. Yeah, you have an abyss. Problematic. I think I might have discovered another one.
0: Oh, that's just adorable. <laughs> when I come visit you, I'm going to stay um, in a hotel. Okay?
1: <laughs> I think that's wise. I do. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean you know it's a lot safer we haven't figured out all uh, either the that i'll sleep with
1: ben and let ben protect me ben <laughs> sleeps on the sand <laughs> you're gonna be camping rough <laughs> I, i'm sure i've done worse uh
0: although manny can't be trusted right i, I probably wake no. up and have manny's like hoof prints in my head
1: probably he'd probably come over and paw you and squeal he's oh my God. he's a tiny stallion a pair of them together oh my god they went at it this morning about something squealing and kicking it's hilarious it's, like, <laughs> it,
0: it's just the best time of year uh, yeah. it really is i guess that's what it and is <laughs> i you know this is my favorite time of year like i love everything halloween i love everything fall i love everything about i don't i'm not religious but i sure do have like three costume changes every halloween and you're damn right. I dress my horses up periodically. So um, it is
1: the best time of year. I I wish I could agree. I do. I, I like the concepts. But for me, this holiday of Halloween, and then the entire holiday season to come, fill me with this sense of, oh my god, this is more work. And uh, I just get overwhelmed with the the entire idea of having to produce any sort of effort outside of my daily routine just horrifies me I'm like now you want me to do my work and I have to decorate my home be spooky uh, create decorations decorate my horse and then I have to do it all over again for like two months worth of Christmas season I don't have it I don't have it some day some years i say to my husband i cannot do chris we can't have a christmas tree this year i am very sorry but if i see a christmas tree in my home i will have a meltdown <laughs> and then other years i'm like we can get a christmas tree <laughs> it, just <laughs> it just taps into something natalie it just taps <laughs> into something destructive in my brain <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny because my girls are talking about wanting to decorate the house, and I need more to do. Like, I need a hole in my head. Right. And I think it's hilarious. So they're going around telling their friends, oh, we we make it like a haunted house in here, and it's so spooky and fun. I'm like, I've got maybe three fake pumpkins and a couple of things. Like, it is not... At all what you were. But then I realized that my kids have adopted my love of hyperbole. (laughs) And
1: then I'm proud. So. Do they believe their own (laughs) hype? Does does it feel like a haunted house to them? Because that's cool.
0: I feel like. They're going to keep saying it and eventually they'll get a haunted house as a home. (laughs) Right? Like the more I told my husband we needed a horse and told him about the horse and then suddenly I I manifested it. Mm. I think that's what's probably happening here. It's
1: the power of positive thinking. I agree. The secret, Um, if you will.
0: I'll let my friends be in charge of that, though. I have a friend who's like the queen of Halloween. Like she goes all out. She lights a flipping bonfire. And has people over and celebrates like All Hallows Eve oh, and fun. it's a family affair. And there's like costume. I mean, it is her month, so I allow that. And we just show up and I get to play there.
1: I do love that when I I, I um, of all the festivities throughout the year, a Halloween party is one I will attend. Um, maybe not. I, I might just like wear black and maybe I'll dig out a, like a pentagram necklace from my high school years or something and just go as a straight you know kitchen witch, but. I have had some really cool Halloween experiences, some spooky, some um, just generally bizarre and uh, some very drunken. And I've enjoyed over the years, I've always enjoyed my Halloween party experiences, which I can't always say the same for any other gathering.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fun. You get to kind of almost you get a little permission to be a little bit spooky, a little bit different than you normally are to step outside your box mm-hmm. and there's nothing I love more than a spooky story mm. once October hits I turn on Halloween, I turn on all the horror movies I turn on all the American horror stories and I just binge watch creepy stuff wow. and yeah and then it flips of course to Lifetime and Hallmark for Christmas season but that's okay because you know I can compartmentalize.
1: Yeah, you could have more than one side. I think the extent of my real spooky—I got really into like, um, you know, paganism and that—that that side of the Halloween experience. My spookiness, in terms of like horror or creepy, really limits itself to when I was a kid. I read spooky stories. What was that spooky stories to read Goosebumps. in the dark? no goosebumps was a little young for me but there was a series before that was like a black and white cover I think it was yeah it was spooky stories to read in the dark and then there was like more spooky stories to read in the dark they worked really hard on their titles and uh and we sort of passed those around at school and I read those and got way creeped out and then there was uh one I read one Stephen King story in my entire life I know a lot of people like Stephen King's sort of transcends genre where you know eight-year-old girls are reading stephen king and 70 year old men are reading stephen king and everywhere in between i read one about like frogs falling on a town and i said no no this is not the genre for natalie <laughs> we don't enjoy this <laughs> that's happened to my whole worst case scenario gene and i couldn't live with it so that's yeah, I kind of faded out on the horror side and went straight into the sort of supernatural ghostly spirits are revisiting us, but not in a bad way kind of direction. And I've like Casper the friendly ghost. Yeah. And so I've been I've experienced ghosts that have mostly just been mischievous and 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 nothing no like disembodied hands have appeared in my room or anything like that. Thank God. Thank oh, God. No. Oh I don't even
0: but I definitely have <laughs> some stuff that went down when I was growing up I have multiple stories none of them have to do particularly with horses but I do have one that happened on a farm Mm mmm and uh, one that happened in my house which was super creepy but the farm one I think might be appropriate for today's episode yeah I think everyone in the clubhouse got real excited. I I feel like we need to have Lucy on because, my God, that woman's got stories.
1: I think maybe we need to produce, like, next year we need to produce, like, an Adulting with Horses Lucy collab where we, like, do a multimedia experience, you know. I think that would be phenomenal.
0: (laughs) I mean, she could could go solo. She'd probably do better than us. The (laughs) amount of stuff she has and life experience and stories, Mm -hmm. it is unbelievable but i thought maybe we could read some of those stories and read them in a way like we're telling like like we're reading a story from a book okay so like it'd be fun to kind of play that full ghost
1: story approach yeah like i have stuff to make (laughs) s'mores um so i could like you know we could pause and eat some s'mores to really put ourselves in the moment do you feel like that's appropriate or is that over the top i haven't actually had lunch today so Oh, I don't know what I that'll see. do to my brain having that much sugar.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's just gonna make you more fun.
1: <laughs> that's what it, that's a, I'm just yeah drip dribble, caffeine and sugar. Well, I've been mains. in a
0: funk, so I mean, I'm I I did have three pieces of Halloween candy today to get me going, so that certainly helped.
1: I think it's you've got so much rain; it's probably rain related. Like
0: yeah, I think it's so. it's like early and onset sad. A lot of, yeah. Well, you know what it is. It's just busy. Mm-hmm. It's just so busy. And then we ended up having a family emergency mm. um, with uh, you know one of my in-laws. And it was just like, oh, we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. And super excited that we now, you know, obviously worried and everything's going to be fine. But it's just like, you know, you just when you think you've had enough and then it gets harder.
1: Oh, definitely. This whole year. Yeah. This whole year has been like such a test for sure. I'm failing. Exactly. So
0: <laughs> this is a nice nice distraction but do you want to hear my farm story i
1: absolutely want to hear your farm story yes okay. scare me all right okay well
0: i don't know how scary it is okay good so it's don't scare definitely me. a little creepy titillate me um okay uh-huh. so ooh, titillate titillate. You, yes. <laughs> when my dad grew up in a very small town in northeastern kansas It is actually, we talked about this before, you know, close to the Pony Express. So when we used to go visit, my sister and I, it was always a big deal because all the neighborhood boys were very excited when we would come visit. And so we had a little gang of girls and guys we hung out with, and we used to go take the parents' vehicles and go joyriding, right? And one of the favorite things to do would be go to visit some of the, the neighborhood cemeteries right because there's nothing else to do in the middle of the night in kansas besides get into trouble right
1: okay i like kansas this is good yeah
0: kansas is great kansas is cool so i happen to be dating one of these boys you know casually when i was out there and we were pen pals for a time this is pre-email oh my god i love so...
1: everything about this
0: oh it's so pen it pals. a lovely uh, lovely gentleman
1: yeah
0: and so my sister is kind of quote-unquote dating one of the other guys So we take like three or four cars out and we go to this huge cornfield by railroads tracks so this train comes through here periodically and we pull up to the side of this cornfield and Ryan that's his name uh, his car dies like completely dies And it was a stick shift. It's happened periodically. But they're like, oh, whatever. We're here. We'll worry about it later. (laughs) So we all get out of the cars and we walk in the middle of the night through a cornfield. Oh, my God. And our goal is this giant mound in the middle of the cornfield that has, it's surrounded by a copse of trees and it's an old, old cemetery. I'm talking like hundreds of years old. And as we're climbing this little mound to get up into the cemetery, all of a sudden the sound of cows and crickets and everything just disappears.
1: Wow. Disappears.
0: So we're like stepped into another dimension, right? right? Like there's a different plane of existence funny enough the cornfield wasn't that scary right but so we get in there and it's all of a sudden my sister's like "Ew, I feel weird like I feel really tired all of a sudden and she starts seeing shadows right so we start seeing things in the trees and my sister's yelling don't step on the gravestone (laughs) don't step on the gravestone and we're all just kind of walking around and the boys are getting a big kick out of this because you know the girls are grabbing their hands and everything and uh finally I get the heebie-jeebies like all the hair's on my arm and the back of my neck stand up and I start feeling like there's somebody watching us I was like all right that's it my sister's like being a dramatic freak but like now things shifted so we climb back down the hill and as we get to the bottom of the hill all of a sudden you feel like this gush of wind and you can hear the cows again like lowing in the distance and we start walking back to the cars and we're all kind of talking because we're nervous and we're trying to, you know, stick together. We get to the main road and trying to start this car would not start, would not start, would not start, ended up having to push it about five feet and it just turns on. What? Headlights go on, everything turns on, and it was like it never happened. It was like we were somehow stuck in this odd time warp. Wow. Or it was very creepy. I was never so excited to hear cows again, and luckily the, the, the feeling of being watched went away when we got back in the car, but it was the, the creepiest experience of my life.
1: That is so paranormal. like Right? Oh my gosh. The
0: car turned off? What? The car turned off. I'm a
1: little, okay, I'm, I'm a little disappointed nobody was like, hey, wait, now I hear cows, and they didn't just like go back and forth, like stick your head backwards, no cows stick your head forwards cows was
0: everyone was freaked oh, out no that's scary no one could get to the car fast
1: oh my well. gosh i mean that's what happened I mean, if you're gonna run around in cornfields in kansas in the middle of the night you should expect something to go down whether it's aliens ghosts um serial killers <laughs> um I believe something will go wrong if you run around a cornfield in Kansas in the middle of the night. I think that's been established by culture. You're basically looking for trouble. You really point. were. You were just like, Let's get murdered. <laughs> let's get abducted.
0: <laughs> I wanna be the final girl.
1: Right. <laughs> the very least of uh your concerns was probably stepping through to a different dimension on a now let's let's get into some nitty gritty here. This cemetery, was this like a pioneer cemetery and was it atop an ancient indigenous burial mound and that's why it was higher did you go back possibly to Mesoamerican times do you think
0: it's possible there weren't actually headstones like everything was on the ground Oh, interesting so we it was definitely older yeah
1: because there's there's mounds right in the in the midwest we have some here oh, too. It's
0: a mound. Like it was, okay. you could see it from the road. I mean, it popped up out of the Oh, flat So land.
1: that's definitely like ancient.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we had to climb up the mound. Like we had to hold tree roots and like climb up. So it was definitely. I mean, I hope we didn't bring home some kind of shapeshifter
1: energy or anything like that. You brought that, home but... the spirit of being bummed out, and every now and then it just pops up, and you're super bummed. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm that's... so bummed my demon so <laughs> the, the bummer energy <laughs> I think I brought home some of that from March <laughs>
0: <laughs> Natalie had a bummer summer I so, did so there you go. it's
1: such a bummer summer this is all it's all coming together now it rubbed off on yeah. me that's well
0: tell me did you have any scary stories or anything that's ever happened to you that was kind of paranormal and weird
1: yeah but mine was kind of uplifting sparkles so uh when I was a teen I moved to Florida um while I was in high school and like I'd already lived in Florida and then I moved back to Maryland and it was a whole thing so I moved back to Florida and it was super un Mm -hmm. I wasn't established and so I really only hung out with my trainer and my trainer was with this sort of Wiccan high priestess and everything at her farm was very goddessy and it was it was pretty cool she was a little out there but it was pretty neat I was a teenager I was super into it so we had a ritual for um All Hallows Eve and she called it Samhain and uh we were supposed to be scrying I didn't really see anything but we tried And um, then she she told this story about this horse that she used to have, this beautiful mare um, who had foaled in the paddock where we were having our ritual. And she said that the mare uh, died not long after the foal was born and um, the mare had stuck around to make sure that the foal was okay, and that you could see her, you know, sometimes she would show herself. I was like, okay, that's pretty sweet. And she still had the foal. The foal was two years old, I think, and she wanted to race him. Uh, That was kind of her dream was to have a backyard racehorse. So she finally she sent him away for training, and he was doing really, really well. And she claimed that the mare wasn't back anymore. So I was coming in really late one night. It was I should not have been there that late. I don't know what I was doing. I think I used to kind of use the place as a home base to like stash my car, and I'd go places with other people uh naughty natalie 17 year old teenage natalie well yeah i was just like going to concerts and stuff wasn't a big deal i was really into depeche mode it was a whole thing so (laughs) (laughs) so not that naughty no just just your average depressed teen and uh so we came back and i saw a horse in the front paddock and it was a full, she had minis in this field usually, and they weren't out at night, and there, I saw a full-size horse go galloping through the paddock, and I was like, damn, who the hell was that, and I was kind of afraid it was my horse, because I had a thoroughbred, and uh I got up to the house, and my trainer was coming out for whatever, which thing they'd been doing, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, who was in the front pasture, is that my horse, and the priestess comes to the door and she says, no, there's no one in that field. Look, the gate is open. And I was like, um, can I go check? My horse is in a stall, passed out asleep. She said, oh, you saw Diabola. The mare? The, the ghost mare? She said, yeah. I said, well, what was she doing back? And she said, oh, I brought Warfield back. He's back from the trainers today. So, yeah. So, like, the day she brought her colt back, the mare came back and was in the front pasture.
0: Oh, that gives me chills. I saw her clear
1: as day. Like, there was a horse in the field. No, I I believe it. (laughs) I
0: I absolutely believe it. I've seen things.
1: And that's the thing when somebody says, well, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm like, I don't care. I've literally seen a ghost. Like, it was like seeing something real. It was... (laughs) I don't know what to tell you but you could not believe him all you want but I was there and I saw it and she was lovely
0: oh that's lovely and I love that she was still with him
1: mm-hmm. yeah she was um the woman who owned her was very adamant that she was the best mother in the entire world and she was not surprised that she didn't leave the farm so. oh wow Give You little little Halloween chill, a little Halloween tear <laughs>
0: that's so sweet I know yeah Oh, well, I love that story. I, uh.
1: The weather is turning. It's getting colder. Time to start thinking about stocking up for winter with the new releases from Reading Ode Equestrian. They have recently released updates to their famous one-piece jumpsuits. New textured ripstop fabric and adjustable cords added to the hood so they feel super fresh this season but if you aren't a fan of coveralls they have just announced the release of their new separates collection of bib pants and jackets ready note has something for every woman whether working in the barn or riding through the winter stay warm dry and feminine in ready note
0: I think it's time for us to turn the tables and read some of our friends. I, yes, I think we should. Um, I was reading through these earlier and I really want to read <laughs> the one about Lucy's grandfather because it reminds me of, like, The Wild Hunt. The Wild Hunt. Yeah. I'm searching like, my brain. So, so... In, like folklore right you're very much an Anglophile in like Celtic folk folklore um, they used to have the Tuatha De Danean, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna mispronounce that and so they had the wild hunt so once a year they would go out and uh, and and hunt these other animals or fae and they, they would use the humans horses oh okay and so they would, and then so the horses would, they'd come out and look at their horses in the morning and they'd all have the little stirrups in their manes and they'd be slicked with sweat and things like that. So, um, so I'm going to read Lucy's story because she doesn't mention the wild hunt, but it just reminded me of that because she kept, her grandfather kept hearing hoofbeats. So Lucy says, my grandfather made liquor and fiddled the night away at Saturday night house parties when he was first married. One early morning, he was walking back home from tending his still when he heard the sound of a runaway team. He dove into the bushes to avoid being trampled, but the sound died away without him seeing a thing. He brushed himself off and started towards home again, but in just a few minutes, he again heard the sound of a runaway team, and again he hit the bushes, and once again, the sounds faded away. The third time he heard the sounds of a runaway team approaching, he resolutely kept walking down the road until the team got close enough that he could see the sparks from the horse's steel-shod feet hitting rocks in the road and almost feel their fiery breath on his neck. At the last minute, he dove to safety and lay there as the team drove past. My grandfather never drank another drop of liquor, and he put away the fiddle. Widely known in Appalachia as the devil's instrument, (laughs) he firmly believed he had narrowly escaped having his soul snatched by the devil driving his runaway team. Of course, later in life, he mistook the headlights of mom's borrowed Jeep for a UFO when mom accidentally backed in the branch. and landed with the headlamp shining straight up into the heavens oh my, god. my grandfather ran out of the house when he heard the crash and saw the light shining straight up then ran straight back into the house to tell grandma that a ufo had just landed oh, oh my god <laughs> so i love his sense of imagination yes. however you know that third time's the charm mm. right like that of course he had a still i'm sure there was some moonshine involved but like three is that number right you just never know
1: Yeah, and if you see one, you are definitely more likely to see another, right? Because um, whether it's because your imagination is that active or you're that open to those vibrations, um, you know, that part's up for debate. But you're definitely, if you're in line to see any kind of paranormal activity, it is gonna, uh, it's gonna gonna find find you. Now, I mean, grandma or mom backing into a stream. That's hilarious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing this <laughs> the headlights shining up like beacons but uh getting chased by a ghost team that would yeah I don't know I don't know that I'd swear off liquor I think I might drink more after that
0: you just want to maybe make friends with them no I'm just kidding no I would just um, want well, to you drink know, that memory away <laughs> when uh one of the tattoos I have is is of celtic origin and it's uh like a water horse oh right? really like a so it's in i've always been a, very interested in, in in celtic mythology and the puka is famous right mm-hmm. for being a black horse with red eyes and it comes a breeze fire so there's a lot of things that in the story kind of sound like some old tales that have been told out in the british isles and you know the great smoky mountains they have their own folklore
1: they do which makes sense because it was largely populated by the scots you know so the Appalachians are like an extension of scotland in a lot of ways a more earthy (laughs) do-it-yourself scottish outlander vibe yeah hello
0: (laughs) (laughs) come find me jamie let's talk
1: i wasn't Uh. sure um i mean i know there's a lot of ghost stories in uh the Appalachians. I myself am from the Appalachians, but the much more tame Maryland German country. There's not a lot of ghost stories in in German country. Germans are more like no ghost, no.
0: They're evil witches, right? Hans yeah, yeah. If
1: they see a ghost, they're like unacceptable. Go, and the ghost is oh sh- German. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go very fast. Um, well, we do have. A local, uh, scary spot, I I guess, would be Whippoorwill Road in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. is known for being one of the scariest, spookiest spots, and it was even written up in Weird New Jersey. And it's we used to ride our horses down that street periodically, and uh, there's there's been some weird happenings there.
1: Whippoorwill Road, I like that name.
0: It's a really pretty, it's one of the, you know, a really cool kind of dirt road in the middle of a very suburban area. So, of course, there's going to be stories, right? Uh, yeah.
1: But do you want to read one of the other Clubhouse members' stories? I, I'll let you pick. I do. And then I'm going to tell you one that I just remembered from Brooklyn. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Um, I hate to, to be showing favorites here, but Lucy did share a lot of stories, and this one cracked me up. <laughs> you just want to say Catalahuichi or whatever. <laughs> I can say Catalahuichi. Oh, it's it's Catalucci. Cataluchi. Catalucci. You know the that's the the Uchi part means river. So, now you know. That makes or sense. Or Achi means river? Forget it. I forgot. I, every now and then I learn Seminole slash Cherokee words and then I forget them. Uh, I'm not good at languages. So so yeah, so Lucy was telling the story about working at a Catalucci Ranch in North Carolina. She says it was the first East Coast dude ranch and was established in 1930. The ranch house was an old converted cattle barn. And at 4,000 feet, they didn't have mosquitoes, so they didn't have screens in their windows. And back in those days, the ranch horses wandered freely around the lodge and cabins. One of them, Lucy writes, a big white gelding named Samson learned that he often received treats if he poked his head into open windows. One of the guests who had been coming to the ranch since girlhood brought her husband to the ranch for their honeymoon. Which aside, that kind of sounds like the people that go to like Disney on their honeymoon. You know, it's like, I went here with my parents and now I'm here with my husband. I don't know. It's just a thing. Um,
0: (laughs) It does show a little lack of imagination,
1: right? (laughs) I don't know. It's something. Um, Go somewhere new. Somewhere that you don't have memories with your parents is what I'm saying. Uh, It says she knew Samson would stick his head into open windows at night, but she didn't tell her new husband. Instead, when she heard Samson outside, she pretended to be afraid. Her new husband got up to look out the window just as Samson stuck his big white head inside. (laughs) Her husband thought it was a ghost, ran off, and left his new bride laughing in the bed. He left his wife to be eaten by a ghost. That is Peace. not what you want on your first night. <laughs>
0: It's not really leaving a very lasting Uh, impression of manhood.
1: I'm sorry. But at least I guess she knew what to expect because um, their marriage lasted until both of their deaths, which presumably were not by ghost horses. Um, So I guess she knew she had to, you know, keep an axe by her side and (laughs) manage her own problems.
0: I love it it's like ooh, and
1: the horse is like um my tree yeah i can't help being a white horse guys sorry i look like a ghost i do like (laughs) ghosts by mistake though right so um in brooklyn uh the big park is prospect park and it has all of these huge meadows in it that are surrounded by trees and one of them is called the nethermead and when you said Whippoorwill Road, it kind of made me think of the Nethermead because it's it's another just really evocative word. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, and I never rode on the Nethermead. And the reason was, according to one of my partners in the parks department, was that there was a spot in the Nethermead where the horses freaked out. And she she said that when you would go on patrol, you go off of the path and ride across the field. They'd be fine. They'd be fine. They'd be fine. Like these are very established city patrol horses. It's very hard to, to, to throw them off. Something at a certain spot would send them out of their minds. Bolting. Bucking. Just uncontrollable. And they'd run clear across the Nethermead, which is a big field. They hold like festivals there. And, uh. And so they, they literally were just like, no more patrols on the Nethermead. Or if you go there, you stay on the path. No idea what it was. Was it a ghost? Or was it a tunnel I found out about that runs from a pond on the other side of the Nethermead over to a subway station south of the park? Which is like a weird, I forget if it was a For workers or what the situation was, but there's a small tunnel and I think it might have had like old loose electrical wires that poked up into the field and zapped these poor horses every time (gasps) they would galloping across. I don't know for sure. But knowing New York and its possible Yeah, propensity for electrocuting people at any Given
0: See, here I'm thinking of like, ley lines or maybe there's – when you said tunnel, I said may, maybe there's people who are working and the sound's carrying, so they're suddenly maybe feeling a change mm. in, in, in the echo of their hoof prints, right? Like, you know, and they're feeling something that's not necessarily secure or stable, but you just went to that – you know logical
1: place natalie <laughs> abandoned infrastructure is kind of a thing in new york
0: <laughs> it's also scary it can be very scary there's a lot of horror movies that ended up with abandoned infrastructure but this
1: tunnel would be perfect for it because it's not used and it runs right under the park to a pond <laughs> so
0: there could be a lot of a lot of weird things yeah in there. the
1: brooklyn swamp monster could live down there
0: Maybe there's even like sirens or mermaids and they can just go out the tunnel to the to the bay. Oh, I
1: really like that idea. Right? I have old, old drafts of like a fantasy novel set in New York that has um, elements of uh, different statues all around the city. And uh, I'm not averse to dusting off that manuscript and adding a few elements. <laughs>
0: Just tell me if you want me to be your muse. That's fine. I understand. I want
1: you to very... be my ghostwriter because I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh,
0: same girl. Same. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's read Kathy Woods' one. So Kathy Woods writes, Riding through the long, pitch-dark, creepy tunnel on the road to nowhere. Even the name is creepy. In the great sm- smoky mountains, rumor has it that It's haunted. So it does sound like Whippoorwill Road, except there's no tunnel in mine. Whoa, thank goodness. Um, I've written... Yeah. <laughs> the tunnel is because the trees are coming over you, so it feels like you're... In- mm. But I've ridden it many times, once on my way back out, and she took a video of the ride in and posted it in the clubhouse. So for anybody who listens, if you guys are in the clubhouse, you can go see Kathy's story and video. Um but she says she was riding drag at the end and something kept bumping her saddlebags and making a sound. That's so scary. Even her horse, Dan, kept stopping to look back. It was creepy and felt a presence.
1: <sighs> you know what's crazy about this? The story, the craziest part is the part where she says, I've ridden it many times. Like, Kathy. <laughs>
0: yes. S- Keep going back. Stop
1: going in the haunted tunnel, Kathy. Please. We like you. We want you to live. <laughs> I feel like I need I want to have uh, Kathy and I need to have a serious face to face where I'm like Kathy you have to stop all of your behaviors and she says to me Natalie you <laughs> have to do all of these things and I'm like no Kathy stop these behaviors stop going on mountaintops stop going through haunted tunnels <laughs> she's like no Natalie come with me and we just argue <laughs> <laughs> I'm so risk averse Kathy's like let's go <laughs>
0: I really I know I'm rethinking this whole Iceland thing I think I'm gonna end up at the bottom of a lava oh my god
1: (laughs) maybe you know I'll bet Iceland has some cool horse ghosts
0: you know well the nice thing is the Vikings love to tell stories Mm. so I'm sure I'll hear plenty of stories and the hotel we're gonna be staying actually you'll appreciate this Uh, it's named for the woman who lived there she was a famous author female author in Iceland and it's told she still
1: lives on the premises in her ghostly form. oh fun you know i said to my husband the other so, day that i want to be a ghost he, he was like okay well yeah because you never rest <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess that works for me
1: <laughs> i'm
0: sure he was surprised he was like yeah that, that tracks
1: yeah i don't think he really said anything but he's, one of the, he's a non-believer, so he doesn't even know. If I go first, I'm haunting him. Yeah. Um,
0: well, so it's funny. My husband, he's kind of that weird mix of doesn't believe in a lot of woo-woo stuff because the idea of it scares him, but he believes in demons and things like oh, that. Oh, no. Like, he doesn't necessarily believe in, like, shifters or vampire, but he believes in demons. So let me tell you, we saw paranormal activity. That man didn't sleep for a week. <sighs> Did not sleep because he's like that shit happens heather that, and i'm like i know like shit <laughs> i'm fully aware that 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 happens but anyway so it's really funny because he's like a little bit denial a little bit belief um but you know it is what it is listen shit happens like there's some creepy things out there and it's not just folklore i mean people you and me have seen things and this is that time of year when those
1: things come out to play. Oh, for sure. I think that happens a lot where people, people love to only believe the scary things and not believe the good things. And that's the part I think that's always frustrated me about like Halloween sort of turning into this gore fest, which um, I, I don't identify with liking gore or being frightened. Obviously I've made that really clear I'm a big baby. Um, But like there are are so many cool things um, when you dig into the spirit world and playing with the, the, you know, the folklore at the fairy tales and where things match up with real life stories versus, you know, the folklore people are telling. It's fascinating to me and I appreciate it. So I try to avoid things that imply, you know, that it's, it's all just demons and poltergeists and blood running down the walls and things like that because I'm the opposite where I want to believe something I want to believe all the good parts and I want the bad parts to stay far away from me <laughs> I do not need any oh of that. I get that
0: no I totally get that well and there's something really comforting in the fact that you know when we lose a loved one they may be Don't always necessarily leave us in spirit right Mm -hmm. like so there's there's things to hold on to whatever someone's belief system is but I think you have to have that balance right Mm -hmm. it's you can't have the bad stories without the really really good stories too like it's not just one or the other right it's an array and and trust me I have a super spooky story from when I was a kid but there's a poltergeist there's a whole bunch of like weird teenage hormone stuff but nothing bad came of it uh i just really learned to be careful about playing with the ouija board and things that were outside of my my control my there. mom told me specifically
1: <laughs> based on teenage experiences not to touch a ouija board she was like just trust me on that i was like, okay <laughs> yeah
0: oh no i mean it's 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 fun and my daughter's at the age, too, where she's starting to explore different religions and things like that. And I just told her very up. I'm like, listen to the story. Learn from me. Promise me you won't touch a Ouija board. Like, that's all I'm asking. Do whatever else you want. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Ugh, all you want. That
1: was so fun. Remember Light as a
0: Feather, Stiff as a Board? Damn. I loved that game. I don't remember when I was light as a feather. Thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know ex- to do so many dumb games in elementary school and i just i remember playing that you know where you tell the story of how someone dies (laughs) we loved it the teachers oh they lost their mind i think all of our teachers thought i believe all of our teachers were super religious or something i don't know because they were freaking out when that game ran through our school they're like no 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 you can't be doing stuff like that like we're playing a game uh (laughs)
0: well 1986, I remember very clearly because Friday the 13th came out. Not Friday the thir- Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street came out, and I was in elementary school, and we used to play instead of tag, we would play Freddy Krueger. <laughs> okay. So this is the this is the world I grew up in, and ironically, never saw Nightmare on Elm Street until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess I didn't feel the need because I'd played Freddy so many times.
1: (laughs) You know, I I think we played it too, honestly. Because that name was really present in my life, but I was, you know, a little kid and I had never seen it at any point. But yeah, Freddy Krueger, we all used, we used that word for everything. Like, oh, Freddy Krueger, Freddy
0: Krueger. Like, it was such a... The boogeyman. Yeah, it
1: was, it was, it was the early 80s version of the word boogeyman, I think. You used it for everything scary.
0: And my kids, it was funny because they've been really into um, Judge Me If You Want, but I, I let them watch, like, the Scream franchise, right? It's kind of a funny take on horror. Like, it's not scary, really. I mean, it's it's kind of a movie within a movie making fun of horror movies, right? <laughs> so, So I let them watch it. And now my daughters want to move on, and they want to watch it. They want to watch Friday the 13th and all these other movies. And I was like, well you're not going to watch the remake of anything. You have to watch the originals because then you won't be scared because for you, these effects are not scary. Whereas when we were children, the effects were debilitating.
1: Yes. All of those movies ran through all of my friends in elementary school. They were all watching them. I saw some of it, but I was definitely like, I'll be in the other room kind of girl. Now, the movie that debilitated me, if you want to use, I love that phrase for this. Um... You're welcome. Return to Oz. It's the scariest movie ever made, and I will top that. There was a scene in um uh there was a Wizard of Oz that was made for TV or the Disney Channel or something, and I've just forgotten the name of it, but it was like a like Street Wizard of Oz. I think is how they probably would have phrased it in the eighties and um with like hip-hop music and it had a terrifying scene with these trash cans that were going to eat them and i've never really recovered from that either like
0: so every time you go take out the garbage you like drop it and run um it's not that bad heather but <laughs> that you'll admit on air But
1: i definitely <laughs> could still picture these murderous trash cans so uh yeah I think maybe my issue isn't... That's not a paranormal issue or a spooky issue so much as I'm afraid of inanimate objects being um, magicked into life by cruel wizards. That's what that is. That's different. It's a whole other subject.
0: That also sounds like an interesting book that could be made.
1: Not by me. It's too scary.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'll write it. You'll be the main character.
1: (laughs) No, it'd be Uh. like... um, It'd be like in in, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. They're like, a mobile that could kill you. Why don't you just turn it off? The movie's over. (laughs) That's a great movie. That's my favorite movie. (laughs) I love that movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I want to read one more story. Not to get back. One more that L.A. Sokolowski has submitted to us. L.A. Sokolowski,
1: she's a treasure trove of history right there.
0: She is, well, she's a journalist, ah, and I that. It's, it's pretty obvious, mm-hmm. too, by the way she writes, right? So she does her research, so this, is, this one's going to be okay. good. So she says, this one was picked up by Ripley's Believe It or Not, one Hudson Valley ghost tale that I'm endlessly drawn to concerns a ghostly servant girl who haunts Leeds in Greene County. The basic story goes like this. Sometime in the mid-18th century, a servant girl ran away from the house of her master, a wealthy and prominent man. The master chased after her, caught her, and tied her to his horse. Well, that's just rude. Fairy. The horse then bolted, whether by tragic accident or by deliberate provocation, continues to be an object of debate through various retellings. And the poor girl was gruesomely dashed to death. Although some versions of the story hold that the master was sentenced to wear a noose around his neck for the remainder of his years, it seems he escaped any real prosecution or punishment. However, if the courts failed to do justice, then the spirit world, with the help of human storytellers, had something else to say. Reports soon emerged that on any given night, if one passed the fatal spot, variously known as Spooky Hollow or Spook Rock, one might confront a host of specters, including, of course, The ghost of a woman being dragged by a spectral horse and these stories continue to be told into the present day what makes the story so compelling to me is that at some level it is true and true to place there really was a servant girl named Anna Dorothea Swartz who died in this way in this place in 1755 her master William Salisbury really was one of the richest men in the region and although a bill of indictment was drawn up, strangely, some seven years after the fact, it was officially ignored. The initial story thus seems to emerge from a simmering sense of injustice in the local community regarding the original case. So it, she goes on a little bit more. But, I mean, that sounds like justice in the making. This person will never rest for the 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 murder that he did and that poor horse being used as a tool. Yeah, I I was of.
1: actually wondering if the horse died or if the horse died a natural death later and then came back to join these spirits in their sort of um, punishment. Yeah, like, yeah, their punishment against this man because it's interesting because also it's it's spook rock. So was the horse spooked maybe by ghosts that were already gathered there. Like maybe that was a bad place, like an unfortunate place for the horse to have walked past at night because it's already sort of a resting ground for all of these spirits. There's some, a lot of potential there. A lot of interesting questions, lot of questions come up whenever I read I I hear that story. Hmm, makes you think. It also makes or sense is it like seven Luke
0: rock because that's where it happened mm-hmm. and Maybe the story was that the horse spooked because the girl was attached to him. Yeah. And they both ended up in a tragic accident.
1: Yeah. And it it makes sense, too, that in 1755, a rich guy could kill a servant and nothing was going to happen politically or (laughs) in the sort of non-existent legal system of the colonies. So
0: Uh, patriarchy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it it was probably considered fine by most people. Like she ran away from you? Your own servant? How dare she!
0: <laughs> well, God forbid you didn't want to sleep with your master. Uh, well, I mean,
1: he was rich. Don't, isn't that what women want? We want rich. That's it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's it. That's, that's
0: it. it. That's that's what they tell themselves. <laughs> also, if anyone tries to force me to call them master, I mean, I'd rather die. <laughs> like that sounds terrible. So, here's the part where we normally include an adulting win of the week. And Lord knows we could all celebrate something, right? But Natalie's doing this gallivanting off at Quarter Horse Congress, selling books and like boring stuff like that. Just kidding, it's pretty awesome. Uh, so, we want to know actually what your adulting wins are. Send us your comments, I'll read them out loud on the podcast on this episode, or even better, leave us a voicemail so we can hear it for your own words. To leave a voicemail, visit anchor.fm slash adultingwithhorses and click on the voicemail option and leave us your adulting win of the week. Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other Horse Crazy Women.